This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Welcome back to The Analysis. Deanna, we've been... uh, off for a couple of weeks because of uh, conflicts and schedules and didn't record. And, and that's wonderful. Thank you for being patient and checking back in and listening to a new episode. We're thankful for that. Uh, we do this hoping we equip you, but uh, Deanna, one of the reasons I do this is because uh, our conversations cause me to think about things that I might otherwise put on the back burner. And so it's always good to know this is coming know something we're going to be talking about and and cause me to dig in and think and process with with my Bible, with God, and and try to work out what we're going to discuss. And today's one of those things that uh, with Mother's Day coming, we just kind of put on our calendar, let's record uh, something related to womanhood, motherhood, leading into that week and help us. And by God's providence, here we are. And... Uh, we're, we're in a season when this is being recorded. Supreme Court has been hearing arguments in the Dobbs versus Jackson case, which it's uh, Jackson's, uh, I'm probably not going to say the name exactly right, but Women's Health Organization in Mississippi um, that is in this lawsuit over the law of Mississippi that's trying to uh, uh, limit abortion uh, to, I think it's 15 weeks. And if I get these wrong, you jump in and and correct me, but uh, that after 15 weeks, abortion is not allowed in the state of Mississippi. That's what they wanted to do. That got fought through the courts. It got to the Supreme Court, and they heard the arguments. And at this point, what we know is a draft of a majority opinion was written that would end up overturning the Roe v. Wade decision of 1973, and that draft was leaked. And so now it's all over the media, and there's been protests. you know, against that idea. Um, but we're sitting here at the brink of perhaps seeing uh, Roe versus Wade overturned, meaning abortion rights would go back to the states. Uh, and, and, and we're hearing obvious debate over that issue at a, a higher level than it's happened recently. And talking about the fact that women have a right to do with their body as they please. And, you know, the argument there talking about how, you know, is there a child inside the body, right? right? And whether or not getting rid of this child is committing uh, an act against humanity and wanting to be able to be in the conversation, I think is so important. And especially for the idea that, yes, the women are having children Mm -hmm. because that's the way God designed us. And this is a gift that he has given us. And we've been confused over time by misguided information to lead people to believe at times that this is not a baby inside the woman, that this is just like a clump of cells, or this is something that they can get over in life if they do this early on. And these are things that are just untrue. And we want to promote valuing women 
women who find themselves in a place of an unplanned pregnancy, mm-hmm. we, we want to encourage and come alongside and help. And we want to nurture and cultivate the value of women. And women are having women, right? They're right. having young young girls. They're having young boys. Yeah. And these are important things. What I think is intriguing about this is we also just put a new Supreme Justice, right, mm-hmm. on the court. Right. And she was asked during the time when they were interviewing her to right. see if they were going to nom- if they were going to affirm right. voting for her as a judge in the Supreme Court. They said, "Can you, you know, define what a woman is?" And she did not answer that statement. Right. And I thought to myself, this puts us in a time that I have that is unknown to me. Yeah. I've never been at a time where we couldn't identify if someone was male or female. And now all of a sudden women are supposed to have rights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden we can define what a woman is. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we're talking about the fact that women ought to have rights. And this is causing a lot of confusion and creating a lot of divide where I think we can go back to God's word and see that there is great value from creation in male and female and the fact that he created, he created women's body to produce more generations, but that's not alone, right? He's created male and female to be able to generationally develop communities. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about babies and we we talk about this issue of abortion, um, Christians need to always go back to starting with the image of God, right? Each each of those babies have worth and value because they're image bearers, and, and we understand that to be at the at the earliest point that the human comes into existence, which all we can point to is conception, uh, that at the moment of conception, a, another human has come into existence, and that human has value because it's made in the image of God. And, and then when that human is born, it is born either male or female, and that's generally, almost, almost always, uh, visibly evident. There are occasions where it's not visibly evident, but it can still be tested for at the chromosomal level. It can be determined in every case. Uh, and, and so you have a man or a woman born in the image of God and should be protected. Uh, you were talking about you know the, the danger of babies in the womb and the difference of is it cells, is it a baby, when is it right to have a woman to have the right to have an abortion, all those things. While all this is going on and this debate's taking place, we have this war going on in the Ukraine. And, and one of the things that got discussed not long ago during the war, and it was in Mariupol, uh, a lady was a civilian, was bombed, uh, and killed, and she was visibly pregnant. And so they, they tried to save the infant and couldn't. And so they said this was a double tragedy. The woman and her baby were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that in that case, it was definitely a baby, and it's tragic that it died. 
But in the case of abortion, it's, well, we're not sure, and it should be her choice whether this infant dies. Uh, and, and so it, it's interesting to me that you have both of those taking place at the same time, um, and, and we take different viewpoints, just as you're pointing out about the fact that suddenly we could define woman, suddenly you could define baby, too. Mm-hmm. And even President Biden, when he was speaking in one of his speeches, he refers to the idea that this is a, a child, right, mm-hmm. in one of his statements. And you're thinking, well, wait a second. Now, all of a sudden, this is a child in the womb. So mm-hmm. you can't have it both ways. Right. And so we've got to decide, you know, and I, I decide with, with God's word. And with science. And both things say this is a child in the womb and this is something that we ought to to value. And being able to define male and female has created such conversation in our society, Mm -hmm. in sports, in, in the workplace, in all of these different areas. And at the end of the day, what we come back to is exactly what you said. We're made in the image of God, and therefore, we do have value, right? That is where our value is defined. It's defined by the fact that we're we're coming from God. And so when we're talking about motherhood, we're talking about womanhood, um, one of the things that we want to be careful of is uh, motherhood's important. It's significant. Uh, it, It is something that we honor and treasure when we talk about Mother's Day, I want to show honor to my mother. I, I think it's right that children honor their parents in the Lord. That's Deuteronomy 5. It's Ephesians 6, reiterated in the New Testament. And so we should do that. But the value of a woman isn't connected to her mothering. You're not, you're not a more valued person because you become a mother. Just like I wouldn't say... That man is a more valued man because he became a father. But I do think there's a danger in our society that sometimes we take that leap with women, that this man is valued because he's a man and he became a father. And and it, I don't think it's intentional, but I think it can happen that with women, sometimes we say, and this, this is a woman and look how great it is she became a mom. And there's this leap of value that seems to be attached to motherhood. And there is a value to motherhood, but there's a value to the fact that a woman is made in the image of God and is given the role of becoming a mother, like a man is valuable because he's in the image of God, and the role of fatherhood is valuable. Yeah, and it just reminds me of the verses in Scripture where it says, you know, if you're going to boast, what do you boast in? You don't boast in motherhood. You don't boast in your job. You don't boast in, you know, but you boast in the Lord. You boast in who He is and how great and magnificent He is. And I think some of the danger sometimes stems from the fact that we do want to honor our parents and we always kind of can take things to the extreme mm-hmm. in our pendulum swings of things. Yeah. And when we start losing the family in our society, and I think that, that we have on many levels devalued the family. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of that, 
we've elevated it so high that it is above anything else. And yeah. if we listen to Paul, Paul says, it's good to be married. It's good not to be married. Serve the Lord in right. all things, right? Right. right? And so we kind of get that off balance because we're a fallen and sinful people. And sometimes we take things to the extreme. Yeah. But it is quite beautiful that we are called to honor our parents. Sure. And in when we see this, even in the Ten Commandments, the idea there, all of us have parents. Some of us have parents that love the Lord and raised people in the Lord. And then some people have parents that maybe were more secular, but, but attempted to be a morally good parent, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have parents that weren't so good that yeah. led their their kids astray. And so you have all these different facets. But it's, all of them come back to the fact that you can only really honor your parents in the way that God desires for us to honor them. Right. And that doesn't mean endorse terrible behavior, but it does mean that there's a respectful way that we can do that because he always supplies a way, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing when we say we're honoring mothers on Mother's Day mm-hmm. is, is we're fulfilling part of that and saying we honor you loving God and 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 raising your children in a way that would be pleasing to him, right? Yeah. Because he's he's called us to do that. Yeah, yeah. There there there's a command to honor and and that command doesn't seem to come with qualification. Honor if honor only this scenario. Uh, at the same time, uh, you you I I always want to make the connection of uh, ultimately, what I'm attempting to do is honor God's creative design and order, right? So the the goal is, I, I want us to be grateful that God used a human agent to bring me into the world. That human agent was sinful. And so I was raised by a mom that went to church and loved Jesus, but she still did things that I wanted to correct as a parent. Like there, I think she made some bad parenting decisions over my life that I don't want to create those same errors in my kids' lives. I think they're going to correct things I did. Right? <laughs> they're going to go, oh, our parents, me reading my Bible and me thinking today, <laughs> I think I'm going to parent this way, not that way. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. I, I pray that does happen, that they work to undo the errors. But then I know there's a person sitting in the, in the, a congregation that is going to look and say, I had a mom that didn't love the Lord, or I never knew my mother, or I had a mom that did evil to me. Like she chose to, to do harm to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do I honor on Mother's Day what's taking place? And that's why I like to, let's make the connection to you. For whatever reason, God saw it good to get you into this world through this person. And there is, there is uh, honoring that can be done to the Father, Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. for that action and using that individual, even though that individual has fallen. Uh, and so helping people do that, I think, is challenging. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to, as we talk about this, I want to help those people that are in there in that struggle. And I want to help those women that, are longing for motherhood that aren't there yet 
are longing for marriage that aren't there yet, or that God has called to singleness and won't be married and won't mother children, are they lacking something when a church honors mothers on Mother's Day? I want to help those women too as well. So It's a lovely way of thinking about it when you say, I want to give my affection and my thought toward God to say, God, I may not agree with what my mother did on earth, but I want to thank you for bringing me into the world this way mm-hmm. and and that I can have this relationship with you there there is something significant in that and might be missed along the way because of maybe bad memories or or bad thoughts toward that that particular day and even mm-hmm. like you're saying is the women who maybe want to be a mom or want to be married or are struggling with this day coming up you know thinking about what does the father have for me today what does the father have for me now and you can see that these things happened also in scripture as i was reading just even the other day about elizabeth and you know she says you have taken my reproach away from me right mm. and and i i thought to myself what what did reproach mean in that time period she felt like in inside mm-hmm. that she was looked lowly upon yeah because she did not have children right yeah, right and we're talking about john the baptist's mother right right but that really stuck out to me because I thought, what feelings must have gone with that? Mm-hmm. And yet here the Lord had something for her. Now, it could have been that she never had children and the Lord would still have something for her. And it mm-hmm. makes me think of, you know, we've talked several times about people like Amy Carmichael, who mm-hmm. never had any children, but because she discipled so many, right. you know, she ended up being called Mama It to so many kids that she helped out of slavery, right, in in the temples. And so when you think about those things, God is at work and he is doing something and there is a purpose for where you are right now and whatever season you're in and, you know, continue to go to the Lord in that. One of the things that we were talking about earlier is that we were mentioning the fact that we say that this is Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And one of the conversations that is really good for us to have, as we're hearing in the news and in different reports and different articles, one of the changes that people want to make is to transition from this idea of calling mothers birthing people. Right, right. I think that that really removes the beauty of how God has created the body Mm -hmm. and created us to be generationally. And it really is going to move away from the love and the nurturing and the cultivation that God has given, I think, in the process of of motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about children are image bearers, how, 
how do you get more image bearers in the world, right? God, God's purpose in creation was to make man and woman in his image and bear that image and then gave the command, be fruitful and multiply. Why did he do that? To fill the glory of his image on the earth, right? To fill the whole earth with that glory. Uh, we marred the image through fallenness, through sin, and then he redeems the image through Christ, so uh, people coming to faith in him. But how do you spread the image bearers? It takes a man and a woman, right? And so th- just the concept of saying there's a birthing person uh, devalues the whole prospect of it in my mind. It, it takes away the uniqueness of the function uh, that each parent plays in this process. And, and, the, and the beauty of more image bearers coming about gets diminished. And of course, the world isn't looking at the beauty and value of that anyway, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's not in their, in their mindset. But we, we need to be careful that we don't just accept that kind of language. And, and I, I, think we, I think we can speak lovingly and kindly with people who are thinking that way about, but look at the beauty and value of the fact that God uses women in this process of birthing. He uses men in this process of it. He uses both, desires both to be involved in the training of this individual that not only bears the image, but will grow up and reflect the image of Christ as they grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. And and it takes both of those. The Proverbs is rich with Uh, honor your mother's teaching and heed your father's instruction, right? Take both of those in. It's not one or the other. And and we know circumstantially, sometimes one of those is removed. God lovingly fulfills those gaps, right? But uh, his intent is it's both. Um, And and there's a beauty in that image to be portrayed. And so uh, birthing, birthing people, uh, the lack of defining what a woman is in our world is going away from the direction that so many, even in the world, wanted to push women to a place of equality. Mm-hmm. They're actually losing ground with these kinds of statements. Yeah, and you can really see the idea of destabilizing the family in our society. And I think that that's one of the things that's so good about Mother's Day in this sense, and that is it reminds us the beauty and the importance of mothers. Mm -hmm. Father's Day reminds us of the beauty and the importance of others. And it, it doesn't mean that just because you're not married that you're any less valued in the family of God because we absolutely are not. But at the same time, God has used the family to bring in generations to raise up children to love Him Mm -hmm. and share the gospel. And we just can keep those things in mind when we're honoring our parents this this weekend, honoring, I'm sorry, when we are honoring our mothers this weekend, I think that it's a beautiful thing that we can give glory to God that these women have brought us into the world and that they chose life. Yeah. Right? Right. 
Yeah, yeah, good point. They chose life or we wouldn't be here to honor, right? And I think putting it in the context of the church is helpful because if your personal experience with your mother is, I didn't even know who she was or she was harmful or evil or it's a, it's in a strained place today because of choices that have been made. I'm surrounded by a church family that includes faithful, godly women mm-hmm. that are pouring into my life, are adding value to me as a person, whether I'm a, a child, a, an adult female, an adult male. I'm surrounded by godly women that I look to that show me Christ, that show me faithfulness, that teach the Bible, that uh, are, are helping me see what it means to be a godly mother or a godly widow or whatever it may be. I'm seeing these other women as examples and I can be grateful. God's still meeting that need in my life of surrounding me with women that he uses to train and equip and disciple the whole body of believers. And at the end of the day, all of us are called to continue the Great Commission in raising up generations. So if we are able to have children or if the Lord calls us to singleness or if the Lord, you know, for whatever reason, we are unable to have physical children, we still very much are part of raising generations. And we can be very thankful for the women who have given birth to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we have we have biblical example of those that God has used. We have historical example of those God has used women in our world that have had great kingdom impact within and beyond motherhood. Mm-hmm. And as we've been talking, I, I kept thinking, all of this is so seasonal. Even if if you get married at a young age and and have 10 or 12 or more children, mm-hmm. there's still going to come a point in your existence as a mother that you're not birthing or mothering a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it's still seasonal. And for most, it'll be a much shorter season than that. So you're not only valuable to God and his kingdom in that little season of motherhood. And, and so, again, when I'm expressing gratefulness on Mother's Day, it's not just because there's one little season in your existence that matters. And before you're a mother and after you're a mother, well, I'm glad you're still around, right? I mean, yeah. it, it can almost feel that way. Uh, and, and maybe only pastors struggle with this. I don't know. But uh, you, you don't want to communicate that. You want to you be saying uh, that women in the community of faith are valuable, Mm-hmm. and meaningful, and none of us would be who we are without them, uh, not just in our existence, but in our growth and our maturity and our faithfulness and all of those areas. And and we have examples of, of women that God used outside of the season of motherhood mm-hmm. or without ever a season of motherhood to have great kingdom impact. Absolutely, absolutely. So thinking that way, knowing that to be true, I, I hope that will help people go to Mother's Day services and think about their own experience of their mother uh, and, and, and live a life that's honoring and faithful 
and will feel loved and honored in their context, regardless of where they are, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially women on that day, regardless of their context or season. They can walk in and out of those kinds of experiences and say, I'm valued by God. I'm valued by His people. I have a place in His kingdom. That's what that's what I would want. That's what I hope people hear from us today as well. Deanna, thank you, and thank uh, those that are listening, uh, being part of the analysis.